All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying 
life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, if we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our goal is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love, free of judgment, in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Say what you think.
up? How's it going? It's going pretty well. What's tea? You know, um, just trying to recuperate from an amazing weekend, basically. How was it? Amazing, like I just said. Yeah, it was good. We celebrated one of our good friends' 30th birthday. Shout out to Rashana. Hey, boo-boo. Welcome to the 30 Club. It's going to be a wild ride. Um, We danced our fucking asses off, literally and figuratively. My thighs hurt. Sorry, I don't know how to help with that yet. Wow, that was scary. This okay, is why we got to have the Google shits off. Ooh, that scared the shit out of me. Okay, so yeah, anyway. She was basically saying she doesn't know how to help with the body pain that we're experiencing because we danced our asses off. Yeah, my quads, my gluteus maximus, everything is tight, honey. I was nonstop. Rolling not a stopwatch. Literally. So it was Thankfully, a great Thankfully, there was an outside portion. I came in with the wash and go and left with the wash and up. Yeah. Wash and go don't work on happy, I mean, on happy <laughs> hill. <laughs> wash and it go was don't done. Work on but this. a good time was had. Spent Saturday. That was Friday night. Spent Saturday recuperating. Um, Just, you know, the body aches, working through that. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday we're here recording. Um, It's been a day. Already. Already. It's just been a weekend of turn up. You know, we tell you all sometimes nothing happens, sometimes too much happens. We're on the two minutes. We're on the too much sauce. Yeah. Too much sauce end of the spectrum. Yes. Um, But it's good to have these moments. We're here. Life is about balance. Yeah. We do it well. For the days we do nothing, we make it up with doing a whole lot of shit. A whole lot of gang shit. Basically. Gang, gang. So that was this weekend. Um, We were together, so. What Same. happened in my weekend? Ditto. Echoes and hers. Blue face, baby. And now we're here. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. So this week, um, or last week. Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. So the girlies scrolling through the Twitter and the girls were like, I can't wait to hear what the black girl bravado has to say on Tuesday about Jordan at this red table talk. Well, First off, the way she intro that she was going to be on the Red Table Talk was so dramatic. Drama. Her feet were like. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that Jordan was going to be on the Red Table Talk? I was just like, I wonder how much of what, how much Same. is she going to disclose? I swear, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like it's a controlled environment. Rarely do they ever just come on there spilling the nit grit. They yeah. always keep it kind of controlled. And so I was like, what's she going to say? It's a very controlled interview. Yeah. They ask the questions. I think for the most part, you know exactly what they're asking. It's no, it's not like a breakfast club interview where Uncle Charlotte be hitting you Let it rip. left, right. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she approved something. She probably said, Auntie Jada, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. And she said, okay, Jordy. <laughs> so, you know. So that, that was my exact initial thought. Like, okay, I don't know if she normally spilled tea. I had a feeling that she wasn't. So when she got on the red to the red table and the episode was released... She basically said that nothing happened outside of Tristan making a move on her with the kiss. Number one, let me tell you something. Let me tell you I know, something. Let me tell you something. I know that like she said that that was where she was wrong at. She shouldn't have been at the function. Ultimately, when Chloe asked her about how it was, that she should have just been honest. That's yes. If you did nothing wrong, you got to keep it a buck with your homegirls. Girl code. Girl, he pushed up on me. I would have just been like, I know this is something you might not want to hear. Yeah. But I I would hate for this to be flipped around on me. I don't want them to flip and tumble it. Yeah. So let me just keep it on. Be honest with you. I was at the function. I was with a whole bunch of friends. I got trashed that night. We stayed there. Nothing happened. But when I was leaving, he did try to kiss me. I agree. Period. I agree with you. And I would have been like, 
the fuck? Like, girl, why the fuck did Tristan kiss me? Letting you know that I'm innocent. Yeah. I'm innocent. I was leaving. Tristan kissed me. Also, Jordan's reaction was kind of a little off-putting. I mean, well, Jordan has a very, like, monotone. She's, she's like, also oh. very young, so maybe she hasn't she was matured like, enough to the point where, you know, she was, she's this gone was through she things. Said, I would never hurt anybody I consider family. The part that she was so, throwing like, a little monotone. shade, too, because she was like, basically said that they had already broken up, that she didn't break up shit because the relationship was already in shambles. In shambles. She also said, I would never want her situation. Ooh, meaning shady boot. <laughs> meaning, sis, you ain't got nothing that I want. That's that's what I was picking up. I mean, and clearly Jordy has her own coin. She don't want Tristan. I, I mean, do I want to say that Jordan was beat to the gods. Whoever did Jordy Jordy's beat. Whoever did Jordy's teeth. Yeah, Jordy's beat coupled with teeth. She looked amazing. <laughs> she looked amazing. I was like, okay, Jordan, if you're gonna do it, then do it then. And she did it. She did it. But um, what I wasn't okay with was Chloe's reaction post the Red Table Talk interview. Mm -hmm. Her coming on. Now, Jordan said, I was believing Jordan when she said that she tried to reach out and apologize and she was willing to take a lie detector test for peace, for Chloe's peace. Chloe came on Twitter after the interview and said, if you're going to go public, tell the truth. You're the reason why my family broke up. But the thing is, like Jordan said, this could have all been handled internally. Right. So Laura is the initial person who spilled the tea that Jason's people were there. You know, Jason Lee Who's from Hollywood. Laura. Oh, Laura Pippen. Larsa, Larsa. Larsa Pippen. Yeah, whatever. Laura Liss, Larsa, whatever. That she confirmed it. She could have been like, I don't know what's going on and leave you out of it. But that would have been my preference. Like, sis, bring the information to me. Seriously. And we'll handle it internally. I'll check his ass. I'll follow up with Jordan. Sis, is it what's going on? It you know what the fuck going on? Right. You know the vibes? But Jordan even said that. She was like, this is a situation that could have been handled internally amongst the people who it affected. It didn't have to be this big. And she's been a, a victim of bullying and cyber or cyberbullying and trolling. Her family can't do what they need to do, handle their traditional affairs. She she was really getting dragged with the memes. Once people were like, where Jordan, and we're here in Calabasas where Jordan used to stay. The Kardashians are kicking her. Like they were dragging her. Saying she was her. poor. She going back. Saying to her dad, like she deserved for her dad to yeah. die. A I didn't lot. agree with any of that. I do believe in girl code and not messing with your friend's man. But she said that wasn't true. I felt like Chloe was mad because the Kardashians, for once, didn't have the power to control the narrative of their story. Mm -hmm. I felt like they were like, we don't want you going out, delivering the story in a way that we didn't authorize. Mm -hmm. They wanted to have control over whether it was going to be released on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, uh, iOS press release. However they wanted to deliver the message, they did not want Jordan to get on the red table talk and say anything other than what they wanted to be said. So I Did think it violate her NDA? NDA? I don't think so because she was holding back she was a lot of a, information. A loophole, huh? Yeah. So I don't think it violated the NDA. Chloe eventually came back around and said, Jordan, Jordan didn't mess up my family. It was Tristan. Yeah. And I just have to accept that I have my beautiful family, baby trip. It's a mess. I mean, Jordan has some fault in the situation because, like she for even sure. said, she draping her there. legs all over him, and that's that's too cozy for me. I would Same. never have my legs draped over my 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 sister friends. 
honey. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to work. Drunk or, not, or no drunk, no alcohol or alcohol there. It doesn't matter. We're not going out like that. So prayers, prayers for everybody involved. Yeah. So if you guys want to know what we were going to say, that's what we had to say. Um, yeah. Blue face, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, In brighter news, black to black excellence, because that was not. That was sick. Yeah. Solange dropped her new album. Yes. When I get home, it's a banger. It's a banger. It's a vibe. It's, it's a no vibe. seat at the table, but it's definitely, we have a chair. We have a chair. Yes. We're I seated realize in a chair. with artists, we have to like release the expectation of previous projects and just be ready to welcome the newness. Yes. What they have for us in the present moment. So mm -hmm. it's definitely not seat at the table, but it's still equally good. It's in a little Uzi Vert voice. It's a totally different vibe, but there is, it's still a good vibe. It just feels like black girl magic. It feels it like black girl realness. It just feels like, you know, I could totally listen to this as like a soundtrack to a silent black film. That's what it kind of, it, it's like a mood like throughout. Yes. And I love that this, the songs don't really stop. It's like it flows into one. She it's told us to listen to it all the way through. And I think that has to do with the visual aspect of it. She has a 45-minute visual piece, kind of like a lemonade. Yeah. That I haven't had a chance to tap into yet. Yeah, I like it. But on. Solange gives us vibes. Creative vibes. Music, newness, visuals. Solange is a vision and a motherfucking bad bitch. Yeah, she's a visionary. Period. She's a vision. I love listening sure. to it straight through. I listen to it and and really you can't really distinct like tell what Where is what. Where it begins and ends. Exactly. Yeah. Until I started really listening. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's Jared. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's so fly. Or well, you know, whatever the name of the songs are. Um, my black is my logo or my skin my is my skin, logo. My skin, my logo. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm feeling it. Yeah. So can't wait to see her at Coachella shut it down. You know she's gonna bring us an experience. We've seen Solange live mm -hmm. and Black girl magic exudes through her on stage presence. Yeah, it's a she vibe. also brings the visuals to the to that aspect of her. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Ooh, bad little vibe. Yes. So yeah, we're here for it. If you were wondering where we stood on that, when I get home, we're following her home. Yes. So um, while you're here and you're not home, we want to remind you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. This is a part of our ecosystem, right? We always tell you guys to support the things you love, um, give back to the things that help you thrive. Mm -hmm. So many of you tell us that this podcast gets you through your day. You listen to us on the way to work. You've stopped listening to your music because you've substituted it with the podcast. Whatever it is, if you love us the way we love you, just make sure that you are letting us know. And the way you do that is to simply rate. You can leave a review if you're feeling generous and mainly share it. Word of mouth is everything. Word of, word of mouth is the greatest marketing tool. Mm -hmm. It supersedes any other marketing that we could spend a dollar amount on. We heavily depend on you all sharing this podcast. So please, our challenge, our call to action for this week is for 15 mommies, homegirls, girlfriends, sisters to share this podcast on your Instagram story, on your Twitter. Just share it. Take a screenshot, post it up, share it, tag a friend if your heart desires and help us push this content out. We're only two people, but with our community, which is you. Mm -hmm. We can reach your world. So help us. Yeah. Please. And then we also want to invite you to connect with us via the blackgirlbravado.com. It's our centralized hub um, to keep everything just right at your fingertips. It's our, it's our online home. Yeah. Everything at your fingertips. You can subscribe to our newsletter, which we send out the first 
of every month. One just went out. Um, so you can get in on that. Mm -hmm. You can also stay connected with us about events that's coming up. We keep letting you guys know we do have an event coming in the Los Angeles area on June 1st. More details will be following. So a good way to just stay in the know and stay in the loop is make sure that you're subscribed. Yes. Theblackgirlbravado.com. Yes. So to thank you for all that you do, we're going to re read our review of the week. This review comes from Oh Darling. She says, wow, such a dope podcast. I am so, so glad to come across this podcast. I'm all for self-awareness and self-love as I'm making major changes to my life. I love how, how genuine and funny you two are. Throughout the whole episode, owning accountability, I was laughing and smiling. You guys are inspirational to me. I was feeling a little overwhelmed due to my anxiety today. But after listening to you two, I feel calm and happy. Hashtag black girls rock. Yes. And you rock for leaving us this review. It means a world to us. A couple of homegirls also slid in our DMs this week and said they've been meaning to write, our, write a review for us. They just haven't gotten around to it. We know that it takes time. We know that it's an additional step. But we want you to know how much we appreciate you taking that additional step. So just just do that for us. Thank yeah, you. we, we appreciate, you. appreciate it. Um, also, feel free to connect with us in our Facebook group, the Black Girl Bravado Podcast Homegirl Hangout. Mm -hmm. It's really just a safe space for you to chat with like-minded women about your business ventures, ask for advice. Um, we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of DMs. So sometimes we aren't able to get back to them as soon as we like. We're working on it. Yeah. Um, and there's just two of us, to be completely honest. And Man. We, everything and we're stealing it. Everything that we do um, through the podcast is done by the two of us. So just be patient with us. But in the interim, when we aren't available to get back to your messages as quickly as possible, you can jump in the group and chat with some sisters who might be able to give you equal sound advice yeah um and be your sounding board so tap into that space yes please do yeah so, so last week so yeah last week here on the podcast was eight, episode 86 shattering the stigma therapy and color with dr jessica clemens so we sat down with our sore homegirl girlfriend psychiatrist dr jessica clemens she's affectionately known as dr jess mm -hmm. um and we discussed mental health and wellness so Dr. Jess was so sweet and educated us on all the various types of therapies, the role medication might play in mental wellness, and also ways to identify if therapy might be the next step in your wellness journey. So um, you girls were feeling it. Yeah, tap into that episode if you haven't already. Dr. Jess is doing amazing work for the culture and for the mental health, for our mental health of people of color. So if you haven't already, give her a follow. Just like we do lives every week, she does too, but focuses more on mental health topics. So if you have any question, we know that although we talk about therapy a lot, it still can be a little bit intimidating just because of the stigma attached to it. But we're working on breaking that stigma. So follow her. Yeah, and she's a part of our ecosystem too. She is. Everybody that we bring on here becomes a part of the fan bam. So yeah, follow so our family. Click up, click up. Gang, gang. Or don't bang. So, so this week today we're kind of going a little rogue yeah we're gonna we decided to do like i guess a girlfriend gag type vibe today um just have a genuine conversation about a topic that resonates with us and we think will resonate with you as well mm -hmm. um so that's what we're doing today what are yeah. we talking about? So uh, today we're going to talk about colorism. Yeah. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine where we were just really diving into the complexities of 
the black experience, right? Because there's different aspects of the black experience. And a part of the black experience is colorism. We know that black is beautiful straight up, period. There's yeah. no question about that. But within the black community, um, we've experienced this looking, I guess the perception or the notion that one thing can be better than the other. Mm -hmm. And um, in more recent times, we've broken away from that narrative that like a, you need a slim, bad, light-skinned girl or, you know, like right, that mixed. one, yeah, that one ideal is better than the other. So through that conversation, um, Brittany and I had a conversation or we started talking about it. And instead we decided to pause ourselves in mid combo and continue it here and continue here. So this is not even what we plan to talk about today, but hopefully you can appreciate it. We're letting the Lord open. Yeah. We're letting spirit lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. colorism, definitely something that I've experienced firsthand. Clearly, visibly, I'm a dark skinned black woman. Yeah. So, my first, I'm trying to think of like my very first experience with colorism. Um, I want to say it was probably around high school age, like growing up. I've I've never been ostracized by family for being darker skinned. Mm -hmm. My family has a wide range of skin tones. Like my grandma's very very fair skinned, so as my auntie, my mom's like middle. My dad's like a little darker than my mom. I feel like I'm cho more chocolate than both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know some people experience the negative effects from family, which can be very disheartening. Thankfully, I didn't receive. Any type of negative talk about my skin tone from my family, I didn't feel like I was loved any less. I felt like I got good love for being who I was. But I do remember, like, um, I guess high school. I want to say maybe it was, like, as I was coming out of high school. Like, when you just start to be your own person, go out, mm -hmm. party, have a good time. That's when I started feeling the negative effects. Like, it was around the time when in music, like, Lil Wayne was saying stuff like, I like them long hair, thick, thick red, red bones. Bone. Yeah. Um, even in music videos, like, you would mainly see lighter skinned women. And then you had, like, a token chocolate. like One, one token. Yeah, 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 like, one token. But the majority, like, beauty was projected as being light skinned. Mm -hmm. Rarely ever dark skinned. And I would be feeling the same effect, like, at parties, like, me and Morgan, who's my friend, my best friend, she's like the same complexion as me. And we would be having these conversations all the time. Like, damn, niggas be kind of choosy. Like they be, mm. they be venturing towards the light skinned girls mm. or they'll make comments like, wow, you guys are very pretty for dark skinned girls or like little slick comments like that. Never just straight. Like we definitely felt a different vibe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll say that. And so that used to really bother me. Like I never wanted to be anything other than dark skin, but I was definitely feeling the negative effects. Like what is wrong with these people? Like what are wrong with these guys? But now in retrospect, I can see that they didn't know any better because we that generally was the image that was projected onto yeah, them. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they go after. Like what's projected just like now, because Oh, melanin or I love chocolate. Chocolate is in. Chocolate is what's being praised. People are venturing more towards chocolate girls. Mm -hmm. So now that it's okay and we're socially acceptable, it's not a problem anymore. And so it's okay. Like, so I don't know. Yeah. I was mentioning that to, to 
um, my friend as well, that this narrative of like black girl magic and melanin popping and melanated mommies, like that's a fairly new um, kind of movement. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we weren't, it, there was, I don't recall any black girl magic five, six years ago. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's like within the last two, three, four years that. I don't even know how it started. I don't, maybe with black girls rock or something. I don't know. The The point is um, we weren't all about it. And it's definitely taking some self-love and some self-awareness and changing our own narrative from the idea that like european standards of beauty are what's right and in a lot of a lot of cultures we see that like the lighter you are and the more fair you are the closer you are to white the better and more accepted you are yeah perceived to be that's in latino cultures that's in asian cultures it's everywhere you know what i mean but we definitely feel it here in the black community they done robbed us they have robbed us and i remember i used to really be like clutching on to well i am dark skinned but at least i have hair because people what? people would be no people would be like you um you have like really nice hair like are you mixed or something so i was really holding on to that like mm. well although i'm light skin at least i mean not light skin although i'm dark skin at least i have nice hair so i'll just that all that'll just be my crutch mm. so i had to really rework that like i cut my hair off i was like you know what fuck it it is what it is. And I'm so tired. And I'm so tired. tired. But that really was what, like, I was leaning on mm. because people would be like, mainly, I mean, no, some women would say it too, but it would be guys too. They would be like, um, you got some, I don't, I'm, I don't remember exactly what they would be saying, but they would be like, your hair is nice for a black girl. Really? Yeah trash trash you know um my experience as a light-skinned black woman and even before i was a woman i was a girl so my experience growing up like um i never felt like i dealt with colorism like initially i know my sister she's um brown more brown than me yeah um and she would make jokes like oh you're white you're so white like what? being funny like in our house and I, okay. because because i was the only light you were lighter than your mom and your and sister. my sister right so i'd be like don't call me white i'm not a white girl you know it used to bother me but as we got older i was like yo i see myself as you know why i see myself as more brown because when i think about this on the spectrum of like fair 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 you know black comes in so many different colors brownness right we have very, very, very dark and very, very, very light. I feel like on the spectrum of that thing, I'm like brown. I'm like somewhere right in the middle. And to me, you're just light skinned. I say that all the time. I know, and and I, and, I, and I'm, but I'm brown because if you think about like somebody who's very, very, very fair, like Compared albino, to white, you're brown. No, albino, even like a fair, like like albino, in the spectrum. I'm just saying for more in the middle, light brown. Um, but yeah, I didn't experience colorism. Of course, I feel like, I feel like there's privilege and that's something that we don't speak about. So what's about. some privilege that you feel like you've experienced from being a lighter skinned African-American woman? Like the idea that even in the workplace are dealing with whites, whites or other races. I don't feel like I'm perceived as, as threatening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like physically before I open my mouth, before I say anything, because I'm lighter, I don't look like I'm like of like, oh, she's gonna be hostile. She's gonna be aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I feel like that's also a dynamic when we see darker skinned people or people who might perceive darker skinned people in the workplace or anywhere. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, this person's going to be like a hell raiser. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a, that's valid. That's a fact. Like being dark skinned as a whole nother element to already being a woman and being black mm-hmm. because it's like another barrier that we have to break down to be palatable mm-hmm. for these white people or other people or people who, who even see us as the lesser than right because of our skin tone yeah which is a fucking struggle right and it has definitely gotten better which is i contribute to pop culture yeah changing the narrative but there's still a stigma there of course yeah of course um i don't think like in high school i felt anything because i mean i, I for sure of course like you mentioned there there's always been this idea of like oh she light-skinned she a baddie she this she that so i feel like i i fell into the like oh she's Mm light-skinned vibe so i was like okay cool i didn't feel any like constraint in that regard as if i know i would have felt if i was darker skinned and um like i mentioned to the person that i was talking to i could just only imagine how tough it would be as a darker skinned girl literally being like a younger child or person in adolescence wanting to date or wanting to be around like feeling like oh I like this boy but then colorism comes in and it's like oh no she not as cute because she not light-skinned yeah I feel like guys wouldn't even like look beyond the surface like they wouldn't even look to see if you were cute if you were not Mm light-skinned like of course cuteness is just like automatic visibility you can be like oh she's attractive she's not but because of the narrative that was being pushed it's like you damn near be blind to him. And I like, feel like I don't even see a dark skinned girl till I really see you and get to know you. And it's like, oh, oh damn, you, you a baddie. Like you cute. And then that's when they say shit like you, you cute, cute for, for a dark skinned girl. girl. Yeah. What I can say is outside of even just being light skinned, there's another component. Light skinned with good hair. Right. The curly hair vibe. That yeah. was an image that was like, ooh, okay, you a real baddie if you light skinned and you got curly hair. Mm-hmm. So I can I can definitely say I felt like a little like oh I don't have that kind of hair. You weren't the stereotypical light skin. No, baddie. no, no, no. I just happened to be lighter skin. Mm-hmm. Period. Because y'all, I already told y'all my hair. Right. It's snappy. Okay. <laughs> Stop. I mean, seriously, I have no, like but more coarse and tight hair. Because tight honestly, hair. I would feel like some people. I would feel like some people. It didn't matter. Like, and again attractiveness cuteness is subjective yeah definitely but, i mean just generally speaking i could feel like i already know i'm way better than her but it doesn't matter because i'm not light-skinned and my hair is not the socially acceptable version of curly, curly. so as long as you got those two factors nothing else even fucking matters mm. and then i even to this day like morgan, to this day to this day morgan this just day. sent me this picture um of a guy who's um I guess successful, you know, and he's with the chocolate black girl. She was like, you don't understand what this does to my soul. And I'm like, that don't make no sense. Like we literally be like applauding people like, yes, you're with a black woman. And if you're with a dark skinned black woman, like, yes, you're with a dark skinned black woman when you're successful, like not just anybody off the street. Like we see people all the time, like black love. We know that black men date black women. But if you're somebody who's considered successful, like a rapper, an athlete, a millionaire, anything, usually they don't have black women. And especially not dark-skinned black women. Mm. It's like they may have a black woman, 
but she may be mixed or mm-hmm. racially ambiguous, mm-hmm. like the, the, the this, this typical, stereotypical, acceptable type of black woman that's like curly hair, light skin, something yeah. like that. Very rarely do you see somebody of that status with a regular dark skin black woman. It's crazy. Till this day. Till this day. And that's why I feel like we put people up on a pedestal like the LeBron James or who else? Dwayne Wade. Like people who have regular, regular black women. Yeah. Or even like Serena Williams and her um Yeah. Her husband. And even when Drake was dating Serena. Yeah. But he flipped that switch very quickly. He stays flipping it. I know. Um but it's still a problem. Not as bad as it has been in the past. But definitely, like, I've even dated guys who've been, like, you the first dark-skinned girl I've ever dated. And I'm like, first of all, why Not the fuck would you say that? Even dated guys whose parents didn't like me because I was black. What? Not because she's not a good person. Not because whatever. Just because, well, she's black. Like, not, and they weren't not not black. Like You know, I had that experience. I dated um an other before. A for, complete other? You know, a quick brief minute. And it was very a short stint. Tap in, sis. I'm tapped in. Okay. <laughs> I'm just didn't know this. This is news to my ears. No, it ain't. Seriously. It's not that much news, actually. <laughs> Retracted statement. Tap in. <laughs> and um when I kinda was like gonna meet the fan bam. Just a couple of few people, I was like, okay, so I know they not like me. Like if I'm meeting black people, mm. I'm like I'm already like, oh, they gonna already know what it is. Like we come in so many shades, shapes, sizes, hair textures, all of that. I feel like we can be more accepting of one another when we are clicking up because we know what it is. We know black is black, nigga. One drop rule, you one of us. Right. But when I was meeting these people and they weren't black, um, I was like, okay, well, I kind of got something on my side. I guess I'm light skinned, so that'd make it more palatable. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was like, well, they'll be able to receive me a little easier because, like, yeah, lighter. Right. I was like, you know, it'll be easy. Like, I know I'm not one of y'all, but I'm also like, on the lighter end. Of on the lighter end, like maybe it'll be a little, a little easier that way. And I've never dated a complete other, but now that you said that, I'm sure I would be like, damn it. They're going to be like, who's this? Literally, and Darkie this is going to sound crazy. Shit. Who's this black bitch that you're bringing around? Because it's like, one, you're black. Yeah. Two, you're a black black. And <laughs> which is hard for people. Like, black people, we've already had our own internal and external battles. Just like we just said, we're just now recently talking about the black girl magic, melanated, flexing my complexion. Mm-hmm. These are all recent things that we've had to accept in our own community that the other outside communities haven't even touched yet. Yeah. So if we're just now accepting it, how do we expect them to be down with the get down. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of shit that we got to work through, which yeah. makes the regular day-to-day hard, like dating, work. I'm the only black, well, there's one more black at my job, but I'm the only black, black, like African-American, African-American descent, and I'm the black as black. <laughs> Struggles. Stop it. <laughs> you know what's uh It contributes to the struggle, for sure. Outside of like accepting your complexion and loving yourself, it's the other people that make your experience complicated. Yeah, I mean, and I feel the same way because when you're lighter skin, you don't want to be identified as like white. 
Like, you know, you do that too. You'll be like, I don't say you're white. Not, not like in that route, but I'll be like, oh, look, like this is my No, color. because Germany will try to get the, com- the makeup right under mine. And I'm like, sis, <laughs> you're at a five and you need to be to the three or two. She'll be like, I need a four. <laughs> and we're damn near on opposite ends of the spectrum. No, but even my mom, like, she'll be like, wow, you're very light. Like, I can tell winners kicked in. Like, you have no color. And that always offends me. And I'm like... Sis, you like, know, I notice that a lot with light skin people. people. They be like, I'm caramel, I'm toasted, I'm this. And it's like, sis, you light. No, but that's what I'm telling you. Like on this, when you consider a spectrum, like, like yo, I, I like appreciate my melanin. I, we just want what we don't have. Well, I hate it. I'd be like, yo, don't tell me that it's winter and you've, ooh, you've lost your like complexion. Wow. You're looking very pale. I hate that. I'm like. You don't like to be associated with pale. Pale. Hell no. Pale <laughs> is like associated with white. I'm like, yo, no. Hell no. I don't like it. Take it back, mom. No. A wind it back, girl. A wind it back, girl. I'm brown. I'm not pale. Yeah. (laughs) So that, and I feel like I'm really, my sensitivity is heightened. Like even when we were talking about, Jeremy and I were talking about um, a campaign or a photo shoot for our merchandise that's coming out. And I'm like, we need to have melanated mommies because there's a stereotype. Like you look at Fashion Nova, you look at any boutique, there's a certain type of people that are photographed in clothes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if we're going to do this for our shit, then we need to have a wide range because we don't see that. So I'm like, we need to have some melanated mommies. Like we can't, even if we have people that we know, like photograph well, they're willing to do the job. We need to make it our mission to find other people who are just as capable that are melanated because you look at everything else and you don't see that. It's yeah. like light I skin, mean, curly hair. Ultimately, you want to be inclusive, yeah. right? That is that is what we want and or, or we want in general. And we want everybody to feel accepted. We want everybody to feel loved. We want everybody to feel beautiful because and ultimately capable. and capable. Yeah, everybody's beautiful. We already have constraints from the outside looking in. So if we're creating something for black girls, we need to make sure all black girls so capable like that's why shit like Fenty's foundation gets so much praise because she comes straight off the back with 40 shades yeah then I think it's Givenchy or somebody that just really released foundation I believed it was Givenchy they just released their foundation and they had like 40 shades but they were all on the lighter end of the spectrum yeah like the darkest one was probably your color yeah that's not okay Glossier (laughs) released more shades and they had some some that was like like even darker than you you know what i mean which is which is nice it's fair because we all exist there's people which who- is definitely nice but it doesn't be people's first instinct like they'll come out with something mm-hmm. and then they have to go back and revise it to account for, for the people that are darker more melanated yeah i know so we already be feeling left out like damn we gotta wait till people reformulate they stuff to consider us or when people do finally include darker skinned people, it's like, yes, they did it. Look at them putting on for the chocolate mommy. He's <laughs> like, they're getting all the praise because they're breaking the mold right. or doing something Just like that Rihanna most people Fenty, aren't doing. Fenty. Yep. That's what she did. She pioneered the, the she game did. to bring in 40 shades and have various undertones. I mean, the girl did her thing, but that's really what it's about. She did her thing. It's about inclusivity. We need more people to do their thing. Like, we need to start doing our thing 
on an individual level? On an individual level, you need to love yourself and love the people around you. When you see black girls, tell them they're pretty. Tell them you love their hair. And start telling young kids that. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, and especially if there's like lighter skinned people in the home and like a darker skinned child. Or the vice versa, darker skinned people in the home. Majority of the family members are darker skinned. And then there's like one lighter person. Because I would want to be darker or more brown to feel like I connected with my family. Mm -hmm. Unless they're like everybody's, you know, big enough everything. Right. Um, but that's a lot of how it happens. We go out into the world and then we let other people create a narrative for us instead of creating one inside of our houses before our kids and our families even touch the dough. Yeah, and just be conscious of the messaging that you're sending to children because we'll be like, she got so much good hair. Like, her hair is so easy to manage. Mm -hmm. She got that good hair. Some of us even subconsciously mate with people outside of our race so that our kids have these attributes, lighter skin, good hair, so that they don't have to go through the same struggle that we had to go through. Yeah. And... Just like you'll tell some a little baby with quote unquote good hair or easy easily manageable hair, tell that same keep that same energy with the babies that have five D hair because they're gonna need that. And so when they go out into the world and people are trying to tell them that nappy ass hair or your hair is not pretty, they're standing firm in their truth. Like I don't care what you're saying, my hair is pretty. I've been affirmed. What you're saying doesn't matter. There's nothing like being affirmed. When you're affirmed, it'd be from going small, right over your head. When you're a small child and you've been affirmed forever, there's it's like when somebody has spoken into you and you yeah. really believe it and you honor it, there's literally nothing nobody else could tell you. Like my grandma started telling us, Oh my God, you are so beautiful. Eat your carrots, you're gonna have pretty eyes. Yeah. And you know, shit like that from off the rip. I wish a motherfucker would tell me something that <laughs> like I'm like, nigga, what? You have to tell him. Seriously, I'm like, oh well, you just ain't I just ain't your type. What's that song? I um know. no. Oh, maybe I'm not your speed. Yeah. Maybe I'm not your hey. lead. Yeah, maybe you take, I'm want me to take my time uh, with you. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not, not your speed, speed bitch. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The girls are baddies. Yeah. All shades, all colors, all sizes. We, we That's the thing about our black, okay? And you know the crazy thing? It'll be a nigga the same shade as me saying that you cute for a dark skin. Like, if you don't get... I remember an African said that to me. I'm like, if you don't sit your African ass down... Are you <laughs> Like, are you... I just had the blanket stare and I was like, what are you talking about? You blacker than me and you talking about somebody is cute... Pretty for a dark-skinned girl? Like, bruh, you gotta chill. I think you're beautiful. And the thing is, we be loving the tall, dark, and handsome men. So I don't know why that didn't translate over to the woman. Why the tall, <laughs> black, and handsome men is so desired. We be like, oh, he acting light-skinned. I don't want no light-skinned pretty boy. I want me a strong... But then that's the same thing. Because light-skinned dudes and niggas be perceived as soft. It's really a narrative that we kind of give like, okay, you light skin girl, you a baddie, right. light skin curly hair, you get a light skin curly hair boy or man. And then it's like, oh, but he's soft. You want your nigga to be black and rough and tough around the edges. The Mandingo. Seriously. <laughs> the Amazon. Seriously. But you don't want that for your woman. Right. So what's good? You know? We have a lot of work to do. We have to. It starts with you. It really starts with forgetting about color and worrying about character come on because that's what's most important to me personally i don't have a preference if you're 
brown, black, light skin. Hell, you can even be another. I if prefer you're for me, you to be. If you're giving me what I need, I'm going to be receptive to it. Giving me what I need, yes. But I just think there's something different about black love. I'm definitely an advocate of black love, and that's my preference, my first choice. Yes. But I'm not going to block a blessing if the Lord decides to deliver me love in another package. I understand. I'm that's all I'm saying. I know. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. But like I said, I've never even dated another. So maybe Lord's story for me is black on black on black on black. Yeah. Bitch, I'm black. Yes. But um, yeah, the colorism. We just want you guys to tap in. I mean, it's not anything that's super. We don't have any tips for it. We don't it. have any answers. No. Yeah. It's just a conversation that we wanted to have. And maybe you can. Maybe you can recall and think back to a time that maybe you've been impacted or maybe you're one of those people who are sharing that narr narrative and like uh, pushing that stigma and that stereotype that like this is right, this is better, this is not. And you can make some conscious decisions after doing some self-inventory to make changes. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Make some changes, you know? Yeah. That's all we got to do and encourage others to make changes. Mm-hmm. And again, if you have some kids in your care, start with them because that's where all the, these ideas came from. Yeah. Embedded in a childhood. So let's raise up a child in the way that they should go. Yeah. And let us know if you guys have experienced this colorism. For sure. We can start a conversation about this. Yeah. Colorism. Maybe we should take this to live this week. Totally. Yeah. We should take this to live. So you can join us on live mm -hmm. Wednesday at 630 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to chime in, call in, talk about your experience with colorism, we're here to chat about it. It's going to be a good conversation. So we'd love to have you there. Um, yeah, come ready with all your questions. So now it's time to pick up your pen. We're, we're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. So this week, we're keeping that same energy with Black History Month. We don't care that it's March. Okay? Yes, we We're circulating this black dollar and we want to cue you into another awesome coffee shop here in the Los Angeles area, specifically in Inglewood. It's um, Sip and Saunder, which is created by two black women. Yeah, two lawyers. Two lawyers, yes. So um, two lawyers open a coffee shop in San, uh, San Diego. What the fuck am I talking in about? Inglewood. In Inglewood. Um, and their names are Shanita Nichols and Amanda Jane. So this is basically where we can go. It's a space for artists, for business owners, for just regular girlfriends. Creative, regular girlfriends, yes. Yeah. Somewhere where we feel like we're at home. Just like we talked about our experience last week in the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. It feels good to be doing something in a space that's for us, by us. We don't feel judged. We don't feel like we're getting stared at, looking like we're not supposed to be there. This shit is ours. Yeah, and it's right in our own communities. And... I was watching the Killer Mike Trigger Warning series, Trigger Warning with Killer Mike, and talking about the black dollar. Mm -hmm. I finally got around to that. And the fact that we can only keep our dollar in our community for six hours yeah. is trash. And, um, you know, when there was segregation, we had all types of, of black enterprise. We had doctors and dentists and so many. Because um, we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice. And honestly, we need to get back to patronizing black businesses keeping our dollars in our communities and really creating an ecosystem. Because like you mentioned, when we were at Hilltop, Hilltop, mm -hmm. um, 
it was just so nice to be around our own people. You Hearing know, our music. Black art on the walls, being like serviced by black, other blacks, you know, being being amongst people who are doing their work and being in a creative space that's fueled by black energy. Like, not that we are against whites or right. others, but, you know, there's just it's a no different place vibe. Like home. There's comfort in familiarity. There's It's also nice to be outside of your familiar settings, but... As people of color, we're always, for the most part, outside of our familiar settings. We're yeah. always the other. Having to adapt and yes. not do too much because we don't want to be looked at. A certain way right. is loud. Colorism and shit. Yeah. This don't matter. It didn't matter in this space. So it's just a really beautiful time to be a person of color, specifically black. Because black and person of color is separate, actually. Yeah. So it's nice to be black and to have spaces where you can collaborate and connect with other black people. And, um, yeah, just support. Yeah, and this is in Inglewood. And if you're familiar with what's going on in Inglewood, they're building this football stadium. There's mm -hmm. a lot of gentrification going on. And they're trying to usher the black people out. So we want to put money into businesses like this so that they can withstand and not be pushed out and keep their presence in the community which was originally for us so yeah. please there was no white can. businesses on market right that's a that's a, that's ours yeah so yeah if you're here in the los angeles area if you're coming out for a trip to los angeles instead of going to starbucks instead which is of going convenient i know it's convenient to do a mobile order just pull up and get your coffee this is an extra step yeah but you can go to Hilltop or you can go to Sip and Sonder, whichever you're in the hood. We just want to encourage you to do your part, circulate that black dollar, and um, support yeah. the FUBU for us, by us. There we go. There it is. So now we're going to transition to our girlfriend gag segment. This segment is where you, our girlfriend listeners, can send your questions, your comments, your concerns, and we'll gag about it here on the show. Yes. So today we are in our Facebook messages. We have a message from a girlfriend. She says, hello, big sisters. Hey. It's me again. <laughs> it's me and you. I listened, to be, I listened to the being an independent woman in a relationship episode last night. And the question that ran through my mind was, can you be in a relationship and still able to find yourself? I think it's completely different than the independence topic. I honestly think I can't because I'm tired of worrying about the petty and stubborn shit he does, like petty arguments and he don't reach out for one week and four days, current situation. And the emotional roller coaster we've been going through the last two to three months. I'm stubborn as well and refuse to reach out this time because I'm just over it. We have been together on and off for eight years, met in high school, made it through college, but I feel like he and I still have some growing up to do. We're both 23. We have been in a long distance relationship since college and now I'm in ATL and he's in Virginia. Anyways, LOL, I'm sick and tired and just want to find myself more and I want the relationship. I want to find myself more than I want the relationship at this point, but I still love him. I don't know. A word of advice, please. Um, so just Sister my in need. Little, little, <laughs> just my little bit. Uh, I It definitely seems like you know what you want to do. You want to find yourself more than you want this relationship. This just doesn't seem like a quality interaction, like period. I don't think, I don't even think it's a matter of you've lost yourself in the relationship. He's just downright disrespectful. Yeah. Like nigga, I haven't spoken to you in a week and four days or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. That's not, you don't sounds, deserve to. It sounds dead to me. Yeah. You don't have to put up with that. You don't deserve that. Now, if you were always with him, you didn't have a life outside of him. Okay. But there's no even, even, even any interaction. Right. T tap out, sis. I, I'm echoing those sentiments. 
on top of it, on top of there being no communication for a week and four days, you said that you've been going through through this emotional roller coaster for the last two to three months. And I know that you guys have been together for eight years. You met in high school and through college. And through those years, those are very transformative years of our lives. We yeah. change. Things that we want in high school might not carry over into what we want in college and post-college. You guys might be going down different paths, and it's time to just let it be what it is. This might not be the person for you. So what you can control is yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what you want. You know what you don't want. If you don't, get clear on it and see if this person even lines up to that. Yeah, write some stuff down. This is the perfect time to practice the whole clearing and allowing. When Sheila was on the podcast, she mentioned that, um, you know, you just have to clear, make space for, to allow for other things to come in. So if this isn't the type of relationship that you want, release it and allow for the type of relationship you do to fill the space in due time. Mm -hmm. Work on yourself, make sure that you're right and tight. So when somebody pulls up, you can easily, you know, be identified. Yeah, and engage in in the interaction. So that's that's very important. Yeah, so we're wishing you the best of luck in this situation. Um, You don't deserve to be on an emotional roller coaster. You definitely don't deserve to be ignored for a week and four days or anything close to that. So we're wishing you the best. And at the end of the day, remember, you have a vagina. Huh? Power of the puss. Like, are you kidding me? Please. It's my pussy. I can do what I want. Period. Okay. I'm a big girl now. Period. Yeah. So just tap in. Remember that, girl. You have divine energy. Mm -hmm. Period. Like, no, he cannot do that to you. He can't. He just can't. Okay. So. Tap in. Let us know how it works out. Mm -hmm. We love follow up and feedback. Um, if you don't want to let us know, that's fine too, (laughs) but that's our two cents on it. So we hope it helps you to some capacity. Yeah. This was probably rather short. Yeah, it was short. You know, just a girlfriend gag conversation had live here on air. If you guys were feeling this, let us know if you want us to have more conversations like this. Just a girlfriend gag about different topics. We're open to constructive criticism and feedback. Not mean criticism. No, constructive is not me. Yeah, we don't want to hear Just, we prefer when type shit. Yeah. Start it off like that. If you say, I don't like when y'all do, then we're not going to hear it. We're going to go Ray Charles, Kellen Keller to all that. Yeah. So, again, we want to remind you, um, we will be on live. We'll likely be discussing this. We're going to open up the forum to chat about other things. But we love to hear your experience with colorism. If you have been affected by colorism, if you haven't, then... Great. Good for you. Yeah, great. But if you have, um, we love to have a dialogue there amongst other like-minded women and just chat in a safe space. So. Yeah, so that wraps up this conversation. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll and see you we'll next chat week. with you next week. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.